NFL draft is today. Welcome back. This is Sig's Inside Podcast. After probably a month hiatus, we are back for the draft spectacular today. It is me, Ben Kiley, Seattle, and Jake Hot, and we're going to give you our picks and who we think are going to go in the first round. We're just going to do the first round. It's probably going to be a longer one anyways, but... You know, what are you going to do? Seven rounds? I'd take <laughs> – we'd be – the draft would be starting in an hour if, if we did that. So, uh, <laughs> uh, are you guys excited for the draft? Any uh, thoughts, feelings? Yeah, I'm definitely really pumped for the draft. I really feel like this, like this year, more so than any other year, like we don't really know what's going to happen. Like last year, I felt like – Besides really what the Niners were going to do, we kind of had an expectation of what each team was going to, was going to, was going to do at least in like the top 10. Um, So it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun going into this year with like a, like no, not a ton of expectation. Um, There could be a lot of really wild moves. And I feel like just a lot of things that we, you know, could be, we could be really scratching our head at the end of the night. (laughs) A lot of these decisions, I feel like. (laughs) Oh yeah. I love the draft. Uh, it's like a, it's like Christmas morning to me. Uh, I, I've always felt that way. I guess mostly because the Bengals have always picked in the <laughs> top of the draft Not this year. So now this is my first year where I, I'm really waiting for a long time, and uh, obviously I'm excited about that. But I would also not want. I, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm just it's not a good used thing. To that being good i know i mean yeah. it's, it's a great thing that i i am happy to try and get used to yeah yeah i definitely agree i love the draft even like the colts since chris ballard took over rarely pick in the first round but it's still something i love and i get hyped up for and just seeing all these college stars that you watch every saturday in the fall just you know seeing their dreams come true and seeing you know, I'm, I've always been into how teams like build, like who's on their team, build like, you know, the core. So this is definitely uh, the key point in that outside of free agency and trades, which, you know, I s- feels like in this in this sport, there's a lot less of um, in terms of like player for player and things like that. It's mainly picks being moved around, so you see a lot, um, usually in the later rounds. But this year in the first round, there's like six or seven teams with multiple first-rounders. So definitely uh, definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, and you always begin to think, like, once, once they're a uh, few rounds in, you know, oh, this team's picked, like, this guy and this guy, like, oh, like, they could be good or, you know. Yeah. It's always the uh what could what's gonna happen. Um but with that we should uh go ahead and get started. The Jaguars you know what, are, I, one more thing. I, another thing that I love about the draft is like I just saw one today that reminded me is like 
when uh, the players get the call and the team actually films it or they have someone there filming yeah. it. Like, and I just saw a couple of those today and it just gave me goosebumps. Uh, it, yeah. it just, I mean, it's a great thing to see, especially when one of your, when your team drafts a player. Right. And I mean, it, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of those tomorrow. I'm looking forward to see what, um, like, I think majority of them are like just staying home. I, if I, remember yeah, correct I, I, I don't think a like whole lot of 21 invites yeah so it's always that accepted I, I i think that's honestly better than than being at the draft now yeah. las vegas i mean i feel like i would also go <laughs> las get, vegas but people can get in trouble out there <laughs> yeah but um i i also love the family all around them and stuff yeah. those videos are incredible yeah, speaking of videos, like a bunch of teams, I feel like with the success of Hard Knocks, have created like their own media team where, you know, like they go behind the scenes and post, make like YouTube videos of like their draft rooms of like scouts talking and like them at the combine and like exactly. free agency. Yeah. Like, I love watching all those. I do too. So, yeah, Jaguars are on the clock. Um, like they were last year. Um, <laughs> so we all have Trevon Walker. This has been kind of a more recent development, I feel like, since the the combine and pro days. Um, it's, you know, this draft, as you were talking about, Seattle's pretty unpredictable. Um, and, you know, we all have this, but you never know. Some other person could go first so what do you guys uh like about Trevon Walker and why he think why you guys think he would be a good fit at one um well I don't know if necessarily it's the right selection <laughs> I just think it's it's what uh Trent Balky you know wants to do um there was a report that uh just came out a few days ago um kind of simultaneously as kind of Walker was you know, starting to kind of get a lot of this buzz of being the number one um, that uh, I guess that it, it is what Trent Balky wants to do, but uh, Shad Khan, the owner um, does is still kind of leaning towards Aiden Hutchison. So it's going to be interesting if whether or not there's sort of kind of a last minute sort of a veto from ownership mm-hmm. uh, to see for the pick. Um, but uh you know, I think if you if, to just kind of analyze it, you know, at face value, I think um, it wouldn't be a horrible selection. I'm not like I think uh, in terms of an like the athletic profile, I'd probably prefer to have Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchison, but um, it's kind of hard to dispute kind of what Aiden Hutchison has done the last two years at Michigan. Like he's been incredibly dominant from a production standpoint. Um, he's been, uh, but. At the same time, though, it's kind of, you know, he's a late bloomer. He's not necessarily mm-hmm. somebody that, 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 you know, that's not necessarily a profile of somebody like that's usually taken um, at the top of the NFL draft. Like, uh, um, you know, usually they're looking more for like an athletic specimen, kind of, you know, like a Jadavion Clowney, which I guess is a kind of a more so kind of a comp of kind of what Trayvon Walker would be, not necessarily mm-hmm. somebody who is, you know, getting a ton of sacks, but, you know, somebody who could be generating pressure, you know, be able, being able to, uh, 
get some good run fits in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that, that would be kind of something that I think the Jaguars would be looking for. Um, you know, they really need defensive help um, at all levels. So it's a start. Yeah. And his rise to like consensus number one has been pretty remarkable because throughout the season, like, I don't know if I really knew about him very much until like very late in the season, like, like, uh, I don't know if it's like national championship. I mean, that defense is, was loaded. Yeah. And obviously he's not going to get the type of production that you want you to see out of a number one pick. But um, wasn't there another player on their defensive line who um, got uh, kicked off the team? Adam Anderson, yeah. he just got indicted he, the other day. Yeah. yeah, so it's like he probably got a lot more playing time because of that. Um, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I don't think he was really considered even a first-round pick until very late, very late in the season, maybe even, mm-hmm. like, in the offseason is when his – dramatic rise and that's just kind of nuts to me how uh i guess a combine and some like workouts can really <laughs> boost your draft stock in the off season. yeah i definitely think part of the like production and like question marks with that is just like how stacked their defense was he didn't probably necessarily jump off the tape um, with having 11, like, really good player, NFL caliber players on the defense. And even more than that, you know, that Georgia D-line rotated in and out a lot. So he mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily always in the game compared to Aiden Hutchinson. He couldn't take him off the field. Um, So, yeah, but- I just think probably, like, the com- – the- combination of the combine pro days and i'm sure he probably interviewed really well with teams um Mm -hmm. you know that's a big part of seeing if he's gonna be the right fit um seeing if it's a good character guy is gonna you know stay around in the league um but yeah what were you saying uh just like how if you were to rank like him on the defense I mean you can make the argument he might not be like in the top two players on that defense I think N'Kobe Dean yeah. like honestly I, I love N'Kobe Dean and mm-hmm. uh, I know uh, Lewis Seen the safety was incredible um, it, it, it was it's it just fascinating to me that arguably the best player <laughs> not even like someone consider the best player on the defense is just going to probably go number one overall. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's the prospect of potential combined with athletic ability. Yeah. Just, uh, people with the prospect of what he can be. Yeah. I think it's also just his draft too. Like there's not really a clear, a clear guy that's like, you know, a top prospect. Um, and so it's just sort of kind of, I think there's, it's just a lot more likely that we're just going to be a little more off the wall selections. Uh Yeah. Especially with like how I won't say untalented the QB classes, but just not as much star powers there has been in recent years. Speaking of quarterbacks, 
Seattle believes that the Lions are going to make a shocker and take Malik Willis at two. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I do. I do. It it seems like it's a hot take given the odds, but um, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on it and it just seems like they are definitely considering it given the fact that, um, you know, their team had like their team did get a lot better throughout the course of the season last year. They're probably, in my opinion, at least they're probably not going to be picking um, at the top of the draft next year. I think they're going to be, they're going to be, um, I think they're going to be a lot better going into this year. Um, and I feel like Dan Campbell, uh, you know, looking at the quarterback position, I, I, uh, I, I know that they, they trust, they, they, you know, they're, they're saying that they trust Jared Goff, but there were a lot of points last year where he was really challenging Goff's leadership. And I think, I mean, they have to find some sort of long-term solution for the leader of this rebuild. And I think Malik Willis can be the emotional leader of that. Um, <laughs> I think he's kind of a lot of his tape doesn't really give him as much credit because he's playing with like really poor, you know, talent at Liberty. And I think if he would have been given a chance to be the starter at Auburn, um, you know, when he was originally there, it could be in a different story. It's a you sore know, subject. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kylie. Like, it's just like, you know, thinking like, like, if Malik Willis was the quarterback at Auburn, do you think his prospect profile would be better? Yes. I think, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, people would definitely, I feel like, gravitate more to that, especially just only because he played in the SEC, if that was the mm-hmm. case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't even, you know, it's hard to really say, like, like there were a lot of big games that Bo Nix played, <laughs> like that, you know, it's kind of like, it, like it, it would have been kind of weird to like put Malik Willis in those positions and see like, you know, what well, would have been different. Um, yeah. But at the same time, um, I mean, now here we are, you know, Malik Willis is like a first round pick mm-hmm. and or probably, you know, I, in my opinion, you know, he's, pr- I think he'll clearly be the first quarter, at least the first quarterback off the board. If he doesn't go to the lions, I just think he with that up with that mobility and he also just – it looks like he just has such a great arm. And, like, and also the, his football IQ looks good. It's just a matter of, like, can he be a pocket passer at times? And that's the big question mark. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the thing is we really don't know because he never really played – like, never really played with a, a good offensive line at Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't hate the idea of him going to the lines at two. Um I think it does kind of depend on what the Jaguars do. I think if they go Aiden Hutchinson at one, then I could definitely see Malik Willis going here. Um, You know, he's been kind of talked about as kind of a project. So having him be able to sit behind Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl, you know, been on a winning team, even though he's not currently, you know, teach him the ways and then they can get off the humongous golf contract next year and Malik should be ready by then. And, you know, you have a future leader, you have, you know, him on a rookie contract and I'm sure, you know, if there's hype around him, people want to go play there with him. So they'll have cap space and, you know, they'll have the future there, but 
and they have I, a pretty good offensive line too right now. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're pretty set up. Like in terms of offensively, like they they do need another receiver, long term receiver to pair with mm-hmm. Amon Ra. But I mean, like honestly, it's like the blueprints there for the Lions in a few years. It's kind of weird to say to be you know very competent. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Yeah. So me and Hot both have Hutchinson. I think it's just a very storybook. You know, if he yeah if he doesn't go one you know the michigan kid stays in detroit um he's been like talked about as being the number one pick so it's not like off the charts of him going there and i think he would really give you know a good leadership good voice in the locker room for the defense i feel like they don't really have that right now on that defense even though they have some decent pieces they don't really have that that one guy, that leader, um, I think he can come in and be that. He just seems like a Dan Campbell kind of player, I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I, I think this is just kind of the safe pick. I, I, I think mm-hmm. he – you're just kind of keeping it in the fairway. Uh, yeah. it, I mean, you don't have to overthink this. I think they should – if this happens, they should run to the podium. And uh, select Hutchison right here. 100%. Malik Willis is definitely the DeChambeau pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Lions fans would be happy with either one of these people. All right. Moving on to the Texans AIDS team. We don't have him here, unfortunately, but. There has been a lot of buzz going around today about Stingley going to the Texans at three, which I think is a little bit of a reach, but I can see it. They definitely need cornerback help. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think it's a smoke screen? Do you think it's legit? Do you think they might try to trade back? I I honestly don't think it's a smoke screen. I I – I was listening to part of my take today and they had McShay on and he seems to very confidently think that they have Stingley rated above sauce. And I, I mean, it's not hard to think that since he was wildly considered the best cornerback as a freshman. And if you can just revert back to that 2019 Derek Stingley, I can definitely see why I guess you would reach and try and get that potential. Definitely. Yeah, I think he struggled with injuries last year, and he took off the COVID year, right? I believe so. And But then he was hurt kind of this year. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely a good prospect. He tested really well, apparently. Um, I just don't know if he's worth the third pick, but – um, yeah, I, I feel like this is also like the one of the hardest picks to really be able to gauge like what the Texans are going to do because, um, I mean, they could easily also trade back, but I feel like also like they're in a, like they're in a great spot to be able to, like, I mean, in my scenario, I obviously have Aiden Hutchinson going there, which I feel like would be pretty clear cut if that were to happen. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if, if he's gone, um, I mean, I guess – I guess, you know, I mean, if the Jags, if the, if the Jags end up taking Hutchison, 
um, and the Lions don't take Trayvon Walker, maybe he could be the pick there. There's so many directions they could go. Um, I feel like Stingley is is definitely an option. Um, they may have him rated above uh, Sauce, but we really don't know what they they could really go in any direction in terms of yeah. defensive line, offensive line, corner. Like they have so many different needs. They need help at every position. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, they literally yeah. can't go anywhere. And also it's yeah. like I, I, I feel like we can't even really look at last year's draft for the Texans because they didn't have any first or second round picks and be able to decipher yeah. like what Nick Casario really likes out of a prospect. Like they'll be like there's obviously like the, the Patriots stuff, but like even in free agency, like they haven't made any like significant moves. Like all, every move they make is like a, a veteran on like a two year, like yeah. two million ordeal like they're just like literally they just sort of take guys off of like the scrap heap like you know <laughs> like it's they're still they're just so like they're they're just really not showing any cards yeah definitely i have evan neal going here i think uh you know like you guys said they need everything so um I'm not sure that paying Laramie Tunsil what they are is worth uh, worth moving forward with that as they continue mm-hmm. rebuilding. I think Evan Neal would be a good replacement for that. Or in the meantime, while they still have Tunsil, they can have him play right tackle. I know he's bounced around on that Alabama line. So, um, yeah. All right, moving on to – the New York teams that have combined for the same record over the last five-ish years, and it's the worst in the NFL. So we'll start with the Jets, the green guys. What are we feeling here? You guys both have sauce. What do you, what do you guys think there? Um, yeah, I just feel like that this is the, their guy. Like they've been re- connected for him for a while, um, and uh, if it's not him, um, I guess like I kind of like what you picked. It, it came a Kwonwu. That seems like a pretty lo- like a logical alternative because I, Joe Douglas was making some comments about you know taking the best player available and and stuff like that, and um, they're. Uh, um, their offensive line has struggled to stay healthy. So, you know, I feel like taking, you know, taking an offensive lineman there would also make a lot of sense. Uh, yet I still think that like Sala needs to really address the defense because like they, their, their defense is not even close to what, what, you know, San Francisco's was um, under, under him. So I think they need to get some corners some defensive linemen. Um, so, and I think that's going to be, kind of their focus for this draft Uh, yeah i think they kind of need a corner especially with some of the receivers that are coming into the division like tyreek um who else i mean who else are going like the bills receiver stefan diggs you're you're gonna need a lockdown corner and i think that's what sauce i think sauce is definitely the best corner in this class uh he shut down uh jameson williams in that Alabama game, obviously he didn't go up against the best competition, but there has to be something for not allowing a touchdown in your college career in three. That's yeah. one of the impressive stats I've ever heard. 
from a corner, and I think the Jets should definitely go with Sauce Gardner right here. Yeah, I I don't hate the pick. I could definitely see them doing it. I went with Iki Iquanu, um, just for the fact that the Jets have the tenth pick also, and I see a offensive tackle run going more likely than a corner run. I think if they yeah. were to take a tackle here, there's more of a chance that they get Stingley later um, at 10 than to get probably their top tackle on the board. Um, but I could definitely see them going either way. I, I think uh, they've got some pieces on offense, and I think just continuing to shore up that offensive line would definitely be helpful, especially for a young quarterback see what they have in Zach Wilson. Uh, moving on to the Jets. Or, Giants. Wow, the Giants. Giants. <laughs> Giants. Um, they, they basically uh, blend is, together at this point. Yeah, they're just yeah. so bad. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I've got Sauce going here. Um, if he were to go past the Jets, I think he ends up in New York regardless. I think I, um, I, yeah, he's New York bound. I think yeah, he's got off. the whole nickname, identity, swagger. I think he would fit the market perfectly. Um, you guys have some offensive tackles going there, but some different guys, if you want to talk about that. Yeah, I just have Evan Neal just sliding a little more than you do, Kylie. Uh, I think – I think Evan Neal will probably be the top tackle taken, but I, I mean, again, this is a total crapshoot. I, I, I could see this being <laughs> Icky Aquana. This could be any offensive tackle. I think they're going to go offensive tackle, though, with this mm-hmm. pick. Um, yeah, I have Charles Cross. Um, that's just um, from what like, the research I've done, it seems like the, he's their guy, the guy that they really like on their board. Um, over uh Ike Okwanu and Evan Neal. Um, I'm not exactly sure if the Evan Neal reasoning is from like the reports about his uh um his like medical profile not being as 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 great um as they expected. Um but it just seems like Charles Cross uh, and Ike Okwanu are kind of you know just skyrocketing up boards. Um yeah. currently on my book uh, Charles Cross is the favorite at plus one seventy for this for this pick. So I kind of also went into my reasoning of putting it there. Yeah, um, I definitely think these top three tackles are all probably in different orders on every team's draft boards. Yeah. I don't no, think there's too much difference about them. Um, you know, one might be better at, at pass blocking, like Charles Cross, who played in that system in college the air raid. Um, I think Iki Aquan is kind of more of the prospect of what you'd hope to get um, and what you can build on. And then I think Evan Neal's probably more of the polished product. So it's kind of however teams value that. Moving on to the Panthers. Um, we all have tackles here. Um, Hot and I have Charles Cross and then Seattle has Iki Aquanu. I think we can all probably agree that the Panthers kind of have to trade back from this pick. Um, yeah. they, I, 
if I yeah. understood or am remembering correctly, they don't pick again till the fourth round. Right. And with a team with that many holes, you cannot be taking a piece here at six that you won't be sitting around till the fourth round for. I honestly could see the Seahawks trading up to get to this pick if they feel like they need to get one of those offensive linemen. Because if they can't, if they they're trying to work something out now with Dwayne Brown to come back, but if they don't feel, but they definitely are still considering getting like a long term option. So, and we have two seconds, and maybe we'll get even more if uh, we trade DK. So I think that kind of makes sense for us to just sort of kind of trade up a little bit, get one of get our get a top tier tackle, and um, but you never know there could be there are going to be other teams in that same position as well. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of teams are already looking to move back, but since the prospect pool's kind of so oh. different throughout the throughout the teams, um, I've heard like fifteen through like forty. There's not a huge gap in terms of like draft grades, um, so it'll be interesting to see if teams are able to trade back and what teams are going to be looking to uh, move up and at what cost it'll be at. I think uh, teams won't be getting as much as they typically would moving back. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all right. The Giants are on the clock again here. Um, Seattle and I have Kayvon Thibodeau going off the board here. Hot, you've got Iki Aquanu. Um You've got him taking two tackles. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think it's uh, for me, the reasoning is I think they're going to suck no matter what. So why don't build your O line with these two picks? And if you suck, you're going to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud to be your quarterback next year and give him a great line to, to work around for his rookie year. Mm hmm. So it's so kind of this, the long term, the long term play. And they in can this move. scenario, would you run Iki Aquanu at guard because they took Andrew Thomas at four yeah, overall two years ago? You know, or do you cut your losses there? He's pretty the, good. The, the, it's a tough question. I, I mean, I would probably kick uh, Iki in though because I, I believe he did play some guard. Yeah, I could be he, wrong. He started playing guard. Uh, yeah. at NC State. So I, with that, if he has the flexibility to play guard, I would I would still uh, hold on hope for Andrew Thomas. Yeah, yeah. you can ride it a year. So yeah, I, yeah. He's had injuries. It's not that he hasn't been good while he's been on the field. He's just yeah, he's the fourth overall me. pick and has had some injuries. So Kayvon Thibodeau, I think you know coming into the year he was going to be the number one overall pick. There's been some character concerns. Um, what do you think, Seattle? Yeah, it seems like that's kind of the reason why he's dropping. And certain teams aren't very, you know, um, you know, into him as a person. But uh, um, you know, I think uh, a team like the Giants with new leadership, you know, they're I, like after taking, I feel like what they wanted or what they desire, they, they need the most at offensive line at one as with their first pick. They're with their second pick that they're. Um, you know, we'll go off a little bit more of a, you know, 
a gamble, take somebody like Kayvon Thibodeau, try to see if uh, he's the guy. Yeah, I think with all the hype, too, with, you know, he's a big name in this draft. Um, I think that would fit well in New York, and he's definitely a talented player. They'll just have to rein him in a little bit as a character, which, you know, that's not impossible to do. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to the Falcons at eight. Definitely have a lot of holes. Um, new quarterback in Marcus Mariota coming in. Um, we all went different directions here. You guys want to talk about what you have? Um, yeah, I have Evan Neal. Um, that's just because like, just because the little mini drop, I guess I have for him, you know, because of this medical concern, I guess. Um, but overall, you know, I could, you know, I, mean, I could see this being any selection <laughs> he could be literally any player um it seems that a lot of people are penciling in wide receiver because they basically have none like frank like frank darby and oladimi oladime zacchaeus are like their only receivers which is just yeah. not not like a receiving core you can go into the season with um so i could definitely see them taking a receiver as well but um, I'm not sure like any of these, this cro- any of the, any, any of the crop of receivers in this class are really like true number ones or people that you can really build your offense around. So um, I could see them really going offensive line or defense as well. Yeah. I have Thibodeau just sliding a little bit. And I think, uh, obviously I think they, this is either, I think Garrett Garrett Wilson or whatever a receiver could also be the pick right here. I think they just go with the upside of Thibodeau though. They see the upside and we'll take a risk on Thibodeau and see what happens. Yeah. I went Garrett Wilson here. I think there's a big need at receiver for them and they've had success. Monumental need. Probably. (laughs) They've They've had success with big school receivers in the past. He's a big body that hasn't had a ton of injuries um, compared to some of these other guys that are currently injured. So I think it's probably the safest pick, and he's been productive since his freshman year. So, All right, moving on to Seattle. I'll uh, give you the floor here. Yeah, um, I could honestly see us doing a lot of different things with this pick. Um, like I was saying before, it seems like the kind of rumored uh, reach selection that we could do this year or this year uh, um, could be Trevor Penning, um, and which uh, you know is not really somebody who's been projected along with the other top offensive linemen. Um, but it just seems like all the other guys are, that we that we like on our board are going to be gone. Um, however, I feel like if Derek Stingley is available to us, which I have on my mock, um, I think we would definitely take him. Um, just because we, you know, we can, we can totally use a corner. We don't really have any corners, um, starting corners signed beyond this year besides, uh, Trey Brown, who we drafted last year. And he only really started a couple games last season. Um, and then he got hurt, uh, and set out for the rest of the year. So, um, we really don't have any long-term answers there. And especially with, you know, you have Jamal and 
you have Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs on uh, who just signed a new extension. So uh, you got to be able to kind of build a strength there in the secondary. Yeah, definitely a starting point for uh, the rebuild that they're going through. I have Jermaine Johnson here. I think uh, a nice edge presence would be good. He started at Georgia, transferred to Florida State, and had a lot of success there. I think uh, I've heard he interviewed pretty well, and he tested pretty well at the Combine, too. I think uh, his off-the-field stuff kind of – matches up with his tape and I think it'd be a good fit to you know bring in a young edge rusher for that defense is he uh, was he um was he a senior this past year he was also good at the senior bowl right I think yes I think that's why he started shooting up yeah that's yeah that's when people started after the senior bowl yeah, yeah. yeah this, the Seahawks love the senior bowl so <laughs> you know I can yeah. definitely see that happening <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, and for my pick, I, I, this is my big shock of the, is Jordan Davis. I, the Seahawks are no. I was talking to Seattle earlier before we started uh, the podcast. Just how the Seahawks tend to do just weird picks in the first round, and I feel like this could just be another year be, year of that because of how awkward this draft is. So I'm just going out on a limb, and why not Jordan Davis at at number yeah. nine? He'd be good as any other pick at this point. <laughs> I don't know. This 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 offseason's been so painful. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Sorry. The the, the Jets, which which yeah. is actually traditionally it was actually supposed to be our pick, but uh this was the pick that uh we traded away for Jamal Adams. And and now That's they're trying true, to yeah. Now, now the rumor is that they want to trade it away to go get DK. So that would be kind of <laughs> full circle. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> yeah. So you guys mentioned uh, the Jets cornerback need with their fourth overall pick taking sauce. I've been taking Stingley here. So I had him fall a little bit, but I don't think he goes outside the top 10. So why not? the 10th overall pick taken that has a big cornerback need. Yeah, I could definitely, if, if they don't go uh, sauce at four, I definitely think they have to go corner at 10. So if you, yeah, if Stingley falls, I don't see why they wouldn't take him at 10. Uh, yeah. And I have, I have Jermaine Johnson here. I'm just kind of getting a, a pass rusher for, uh, you know, the, the, their defensive line because they really need to start kind of bringing in some people to kind of get Salah's defense going. So that's what I have. And then I'll go ahead. Now you get keep going. Oh. Uh, I have Drake London in this spot. I think they're going to go wide receiver if they keep the pick. Um, however, I do think this is going to be the trade where Debo gets sent to San Francisco and San Francisco will be taking this pick. And I think Elijah Moore will probably also be going to San Francisco if that deal is done. And I think if you lose Debo, then 
why not go and draft another wide receiver and try and give Trey Lance or whoever, Jimmy G, whoever's starting some more, uh, a new weapon to play with. Definitely. So speaking of Drake London, Seattle and I both have him going to the commanders with the next pick at 11. I think uh, they definitely need a receiver for that bum that they have at quarterback. Um, They've got a solid guy already in uh, Terry McLaurin, but there's some questions with him along with DK and Debo. So We'll see what happens with that. But I think uh, adding a big body receiver like London would complement Terry McLaurin nicely. Yeah, and there's always also the potential that Terry McLaurin gets traded as well, since they might not be they might not be as willing to pay him a huge salary because his uh, rookie contracts uh, coming up soon. Um, And he's uh, a lot older than I think um, he came. He came into the NFL a lot older than I think we think because he's. Yeah, I think, I think he like, spent five years at Ohio State. So, um, so um, I mean, he could be traded as well, um, and they may need to fill that that uh, that uh, that spot. And I think Drake London um, is he's probably my personal favorite prospect of the wide receivers. Um, so that it may be a little bit of a. Uh, um, you know, personal choice picking him over to Garrett Wilson in my per, in my own mock, um, but um, to be honest, like I feel like they're very equal, uh, so uh, they can really go either way. Yeah, and I have Chris Olave, who in my personal, I, I I love Chris Olave. He's so smooth of a route runner. So I, I, he's my favorite wide receiver in this class. And uh, I think if he does fall to 11 and gets to reunite with McLaurin, um, they could be, they could be, that's a good start at wide receiver. And if Carson Wentz can complete a pass, then they they should be (laughs) on a, they should, they should be on the way to possibly building something because they have a pretty good defense. So, yeah, um, definitely. I All think right. they're definitely going to go wide receiver, though, no matter what, at 11. Yeah, I think they definitely need to. Um, moving on to the Vikings, we all have Kyle Hamilton. Personally, I think he would be a good uh, side-by-side with Harrison Smith in the meantime. But, one, you know, he's getting a little older. I think once he's gone, he'd be the perfect replacement for him. Yeah, they're definitely going DB here, whether it be safety or corner. Like they just need defensive back help so badly. Yeah, yeah I think we can move on pretty quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, the Texans are back on the clock here. We all have receivers. You guys both have Garrett Wilson. I've got Jameson Williams. Um, I guess my reasoning would be that I already had Garrett Wilson taken, and I think uh, – Jameson Williams provides kind of a deep threat that they have or that they kind of need because Brandon Cooks is kind of that underneath guy that uh, is swifty and can make some plays. So what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I think this is another one where they're going to try and get a playmaker at wide receiver also. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Texas boy, comes home to Houston, in my opinion, I think. Um, he could turn into a true number one in Houston uh, and be a foundational piece 
in their rebuild. Yeah, I agree. I think it, I think um, he's definitely he's definitely uh, a great wide receiver prospect, great route runner. Um, so I feel like he was gonna he'd really pair well up with you know what they have going with Brandon Cooks um, and Nico Collins also seems like a solid receiver and they can put him in the slot or they can rotate all those guys at different position at different spots in the field. Yeah. Yep. Moving on, the Ravens. We all have different picks here. I took Zion <clears throat> Zion Johnson, a versatile interior lineman, offensive lineman. Um, I just think with that running scheme, and they lost Marshall Yanda a couple years ago, um, this would be a good pick for them. Their whole offense is, you know, branched off the run, so – building up that and protecting Lamar, who they're going to have to pay shortly, would be a good bet here. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, he's definitely – Zion Johnson's a guy that seems like he's been rising up a lot of boards recently. Mm-hmm. So I um, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Um, I have Jordan Davis – and I, I feel like they're going to go defense here because their defense was so banged up last season. They need depth, young depth at that, at those spots, especially a D line um, because they like, they were not generating any pressure as much as they usually do on blitzes just because they've lost so many guys into free agency. Yeah. Um, and then just also just like, they just old their way. They're, they're so much older on that side of the ball. Um, so I feel like Jordan Davis would be, would be a cool pick here. Uh, he's a very, you know, incredibly talented defensive lineman. Yeah. I would hate that pick Seattle. If that actually goes <laughs> through, I would not want to see, I don't want to go up against Jordan Davis twice a year, but, uh, I, I also, uh, agree with you, Kylie. Uh, that just seems like a typical Ravens pick. Like they lost Bradley Bozeman to free agency. I believe this off season yeah. their center uh ronnie stanley hasn't played in like two years damn near mm-hmm. and they definitely could use a line help but uh for me i have jermaine johnson just falling into their lap after my in my mock run on receivers and they just take the best defensive player available that'd be a yeah. steal <laughs> i think yeah. uh i think jermaine johnson he had a lot of success in that kind of nine position the wide defensive end i think it'd be pretty natural for him to fit into a more of a stand-up role on the ravens um moving on to the eagles they have two picks they did have three um seattle and i both went trent mcduffie and hot went jameson williams seattle i'll let you talk about trent mcduffie as a washington u fan yeah, it just seems like a you know perfect uh, Eagles corner. Uh, you know, press a press guy, a very physical corner. Um, you know, I I just think that um, he's just a very safe bet to be a good, like just a good solid corner. I don't think he has as much upside as the guys that would be taken above him, but um, you know, he's a really solid player, and um, you know, he's been kind of expected to be taken in the first round, you know, all throughout his, you know, college career. 
Um, so, you know, why not keep the trend going of, you know, just great Washington corners being in the NFL? Yeah. Do you think he'll be uh outsider slot guy? I think he'll probably be more of an outside guy. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I think, I think, uh, the, the good thing about the corners at UW is that they've been very versatile, you know, even though, you know, even though Kevin King, and this is a bad example, but like Kevin King wasn't necessarily the best, hasn't really necessarily been the best player up among all the UW corners that have come in. But I think he's been, he's at least been versatile. The Packers have played him kind of all over the place. So I feel like Trent McDuffie can be um, similar to that aspect. Uh, you want to talk about Jameson or? Yeah, I, I mean, I just think the Eagles, <laughs> their like long quest of find a wide receiver. They're just going to keep trying until they find one. They might have found one in Devontae Smith, but I feel like if they just try and they add Jameson and maybe they can end the Jalen Rager experiment. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I think. They, I think they need to go with the playmaker in wide receiver, and he's arguably the best playmaker, or at least the fastest one in this class. Mm-hmm. And I think if he falls to fifteen, they should jump on him. Definitely. All right, moving on to the Saints. We all have receivers here. Seattle and I once again have Chris Olave, and. Hot, you have Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. I think um, any of these guys would be a good fit with Michael Thomas if he decides to play football again <laughs> and give uh, Jameis some weapons. You know, they always have Kamara coming out of the backfield as a good receiver. But adding another outside playmaker, I think, will open up some more avenues for Kamara to showcase what he's got. Definitely, definitely. They, I, this is another team that needs to go wide receiver. And since I, I have all mine being taken early, Traylon Burks is the next guy up for me. Yeah. So that's where I put it. <laughs> right on. Seattle, anything or move on? Oh, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. They they need a deep threat in that offense. Or just another yeah. just another guy to help out. For sure, for sure. All right, the Chargers, you guys got them investing in the protection of their pretty boy, Justin Herbert, with Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa. I've got them taking big body Jordan Davis. I'll let you guys go (laughs) into that. Yeah, if the Seahawks don't take him in the top 10, this is where he'll probably go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could I, I could see the Chargers actually also trading up and maybe trying to get one of these Evan Neals if they fall and try and get above Seattle to try and take one of these tackles. Yeah, um, they could be able to go to Carolina. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. I could see that. I, I think they seem very committed to trying to protect Justin Herbert. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're if they're picking earlier, but if they sit there, I think, and Penning's there. I think they're going to run to the podium. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep they, on a, a wide receiver. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, go ahead, go ahead. I could also. I, I wouldn't mean. To, I wouldn't sleep on them taking a wide receiver also at the spot because they outside of outside of uh, you know Mike Williams and um, 
you know, Keenan and, Allen, uh, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, yeah. Keenan Allen yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they really need another, they really need another long-term option there because they can't, they can't go into the season with, you know, Jalen Guyton again, I feel like is there, is there another starter? True. Yeah. That'll be something to monitor. They, that's, that's a team that they could go a lot of different ways as well. Yeah. They're definitely on the cusp of, uh, being good with all the offseason moves they made they'll think if they hit on this pick they'll they'll be in good shape moving on to the eagles um we all took different picks here i went trailing burks i'll let you guys talk about your picks um yeah and i went jameson williams here uh just kind of like with hot was saying like this is just kind of where i had my him fall for me Yeah, Devin Lloyd for me, I, I think uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe the Eagles could use a linebacker, and I think Devin Lloyd, if is probably the best one in this class, maybe Nicobe Dean would be, but I think Devin Lloyd wins out, and he's the pick at 18 for the Eagles. Yeah, he'd definitely uh, be a good pick there. They definitely need linebacker help. Uh, moving on, speaking of Devin Lloyd, Seattle, you've got him going to the Saints. I feel like these teams are just rotating picks here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have uh, Malik Willis going off the board here to uh, okay. sit a year behind J-Mo. And hot, you got Karloftis. I'll let you guys go into it. I, I, I just I picked Devin Lloyd because um, I think uh, um, they really, they really have, they really needs, they really need some some linebacker help there. Um, Demario Davis is really old, and he's starting to be a little bit more injury prone and not as effective as he usually is. So um, I think you know here they can get a you know Devin Lloyd who can be. G- just be a force in that defense for years to come as a middle linebacker. So, yeah, and Carl Loftus is another one, like, where I'm hearing, like, he could slide down um, into the second round, but I feel like he has enough production, in my opinion, where someone will take a chance on him, and I was kind of running out of spots, and I just kind of threw Karloftis in there. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have really no no reason to have Karloftis at nineteen. <laughs> I just kind of needed someone to throw in there, and then decided to put him there. <laughs> I mean, it could it could happen though, because um, I mean they they have so much. I mean they have so many players you know who are on the cap, like yeah, so yeah. expensive, and can't you know Cam Jordan. You might not be able to keep him very much longer. Right. So they need to, they need they may need defensive ends. Yeah, I think he's kind of kind of a tweener like uh, Cam Jordan, where he could play interior or on the outside. I think he definitely would fit more in a three-four as the defensive end. But um, moving on to the Steelers, their new quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, we uh, we have that potentially going otherwise. We all took quarterbacks here, but different mm-hmm. ones. I took Kenny Pickett here, the hometown Pittsburgh boy. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle going Desmond Ritter, a proven winner in college. And 
hot. You've got Malik Willis here. You get thoughts? I think it's pretty safe to say that they will go quarterback. And how lucky would they be if they don't have to move up in one of these, like, especially if like a Malik Willis falls in their lap at 20. Or, yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I think if you showed Mike Tomlin your mock draft, uh, Jay Cotty, he he would he would he would sleep very easy. Yeah, you know, I, tonight. I, I, of course, I I want them to move up so they have to give up something. Yeah. <laughs> so if I would I would also love for them to have to move up, but the way this falls, I I, I don't see really another team that really really needs a quarterback like the Steelers and I think Malik Willis is my first quarterback going off the board at 20. What if the Ravens at 14 were to just shock the world take Malik Willis <laughs> just <laughs> just, just, to fuck, just to fuck with them yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd be hilarious uh but I got Desmond Ritter he I just think that he um he's been kind of slowly rising up as kind of being the second guy on a lot of people's boards. Uh, um, and if, I mean, if, if Malik Willis were here, you know, I think the Steelers would take him in a heartbeat. Um, but, uh, you know, I just Ritter's, I think the guy that I think uh, because of the kind of Mac Jones type of profile that I think is sort of kind of, I think teams are going to start to see like, okay, well, if we get a guy like that, you know, we can, you know, we don't have to rush him in necessarily because we have Trubisky, but if we need to have him come play games, if Trubisky isn't the guy, he can do that for us right now. Whereas I feel like, yeah. you know, a lot of the other options on the board, there are a lot of question marks. Yeah. You know, and I'll, uh, before Kylie, like, that this is the city of Cincinnati's kind of worst nightmare also of uh, having Desmond Ritter go to the Steelers. <laughs> Like, that's all the talk on the radio is, like, God, we just want Desmond to not go to the Steelers. <laughs> like, any <laughs> other team. Any other team. And it, yeah, that would break a lot of people's hearts here in Cincinnati if Desmond Ritter is the pick for the Steelers at 20. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think they, there's just been so much talk about. I feel like they've fallen in love with all three of these guys, so. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. Moving on to the Patriots, another team that drafts very weird, but somehow always works out. Um, Seattle, you've got Tyler Smith. If I'm not mistaken, that's the tackle from Tulsa, right? Yes, correct. I've got Devin Lloyd and hot's got quay walker another stud on that georgia defense mm-hmm. um so we both have linebackers i think that's a need they had dante hightower come back but he uh he's getting old and i don't know how much more tread he's got on those tires um uh, they also cut kyle van noy i believe so they definitely have a need for linebacker um, but I think Tyler Smith is definitely such a Patriots pick, um, picking kind of a smaller school guy, a little above where he's probably projected. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go into that? Um, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, he's, he's just somebody that I, I think that he fit, fits a specific need, 
for the Patriots. You know, they really they really need offensive line help. The, um, you know, after losing some guys to just like trades and money situations and things like that. Uh, you know, and so I feel like he would kind of slide in right there to it, like that spot. And they, you know, they haven't really been afraid to take uh, small school or prospects in the past. So, right. you know, why not? Yeah. yeah, he's a versatile guy. Also, he can play guard, I believe. So, um, they definitely love that. Hot, you want to talk about Quay Walker? Yeah, this is just another one where I think people are projecting Walker just on like measurables and stuff like that to be the better pro prospect out of the Georgia linebackers like Nicobe Jean. I personally would prefer Nicobe Dean over Quay Walker, but it seems like Quay Walker is getting more love in mock drafts just based on um, potential. So that's yeah. why I went. And I, I, yeah. I feel like this would be another kind of Patriots pick. I honestly had Nicobe Dean in this spot earlier, but then, you know, it just seems like he's just not really, like he's not really somebody that's been yeah. very hyped it, it, in the first round. It, it's odd yeah. to me. It's um, odd. Yeah. I really wouldn't be shocked if he were to fall to the second round, but in his defense, he was kind of the, the oil to that engine of that Georgia defense last year. Um, oh, yeah. I love Nicobe Dean. Think- I do think he's a little undersized and he's older. I think he was a fifth year. So, mm. um, all right, moving on. The Packers, first of two picks after moving mm-hmm. on from Devontae Adams. I've got him taking Trevor Penning here, Seattle Zion Johnson, and hot potential – yeah, uh, Devontae Adams replacement and Christian Watson. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, again, like what I've stated, I, I just have a lot of wide receivers going in round one. And for me, Christian Watson uh, fits that kind of like small school Packer kind of wide receiver that they always have. And this looks like the first year the Packers will draft a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers yeah. in the first round. So Hopefully. I, I, but I think wide receiver, this could be any of the wide receivers that are, that are still left. I, I think Christian Watson's just the one that I have picked. It could be Sky Moore, which is my next one, but who mm. knows? I, I just think that with, you know, it's, you know, we always expect Green Bay to take the wide receiver. And I feel like yeah. a lot of the guys that they want are probably going to be yeah. gone by the here, by then, by this mm-hmm. point. And so if it, I could imagine the, that these picks these could picks. be traded, you know, by the time, you know, for an actual wide receiver, like a DK Metcalf or something. Oh, so, I didn't, you know, uh, you know, so, so I think, uh, like, you know, just potentially that I just, I just kind of put Zion Johnson here because even if Green Bay does make this pick, think he'd be a good pick for them they need guard help so yeah yeah that kind of is my pending pick they had a lot of injuries on the on the line and no matter who you got at receiver if you don't have rogers staying upwards it's not gonna be good all right the cardinals at 23 um we're gonna move a little quicker here got Loftus, uh seattle Jahan dotson and hot sky Moore. any big comments here yeah i just think that dotson you know they just need more depth there 
just seems like Rondell Moore wasn't necessarily the greatest pick in the world last year. And maybe mm-hmm. they could use another comp- more competition there. Like, especially when you're re-signing AJ Green after, you know, the million faux pas he had at the end of the season last year <laughs> yeah. for them that lost in like critical games. So I don't know. I think Dehan Dotson would be a bit big pick for them at receiver because they can't go into another season where Kyler is just like tossing up prayers to Antoine Wesley. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to the Cowboys. Um, Seattle's got Traylon Burks. I've got Tyler Linder, Linderbaum and Hot's got Zion Johnson. I just think that they need interior O-line help. Um, yep. They've got two good running backs and need to protect Dak. Um, but there's definitely a need at receiver uh, losing to Mark Cooper, and I think Traylon Burks is a similar body type, similar player. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jerry Jones is a huge Razorbacks fan, so if Traylon Burks it were there, you know, I feel yeah. like he would just – I didn't even think about would, that. He would put down the hammer – just to say. Yeah. <laughs> True. But yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see them going offensive line. I think that's the probably the more likely selection if Traylon mm-hmm. Burks isn't available here. But uh I kind of I I kinda want it to happen just because I feel like it'd just be classic <laughs> cowboys. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to the Bills. None of us have it, but this could potentially be a spot with our first running back off the board. Um, Hot and I have Andrew Booth, and Seattle has Dax Hill. I think Booth would be a good uh, corner uh, addition. He can play zone and man uh, opposite Trey White. Um, Seattle, you want to talk about Dax Hill? Yeah, I just think he um the, the Bills might kind of like him because of his versatility and the athletic profile. I mean, he's a speed demon, and he's also you know can play safety, play in play slot corner, um, maybe even a little outside. You know, it's like so he's just some guy that I feel like that they they can kind of put all over the place, and especially you know in the playoffs last year, that's what re- they really got killed by speed um, in the defensive yeah. backfield. They just really couldn't keep up with a lot of Kansas City's receivers when you know at the end of the game and uh you know you're gonna really need to be able to you, you need speed in the in the defensive backfield now through titans with a surprise pick we all have them taking a quarterback mm-hmm. um, Tannehill could be on his potential last legs hot and i both have desmond ritter and seattle's got sam howe i think any of these guys would be a good option um any any uh, big I, comments here? I, I think my only reason for Ritter here is the Luke Fickle, Mike Vrabel connection, um, where I think uh, Vrabel was Luke Fickle's best man in his wedding. So maybe it's a kind of help scratch each other's backs with yeah. with this pick. Um, uh, that, that's really my only reasoning. But I think the Titans do need to start thinking about their plan, long-term plan after Tannehill because I don't think he's the guy that's going to get the job done. I I, I just I said Howell just because uh, you know over Pickett or Coral Coral sorry um, just because uh, he's a three-year starter 
Um, you know, some he has probably the most starting experience out of all the all the quarterbacks in this year's draft. And so I feel like um, even though he didn't really have his best season this past year, I think uh, holistically, I think he has a better profile than those other guys. Right on. Next pick, Buccaneers. We all have Kenyon Green. I think that's a pretty uh, obvious one. They need to protect Tom Brady coming back. So we'll move on from that. Packers again on the clock. Um, Seattle's got Quay Walker. I've got Jahan Dotson and Hot's got N'Kobe Dean. You guys both got Georgia linebackers. What are you thinking there? I think they just take best player available. And I, I think Nicobe Dean, um, I, I, I've said, I've said it too many times, I love Nicobe Dean. So that I felt like he needed to be picked in the first round of my map in my mock. Yeah. I, I, I just think that, you know, Quay Walker would be a, you know, a great addition to that pass rush. Um, you know, they've lost some pass rushers recently, so just got to keep the cycle going. Yep, and I have him taking a receiver because it's a clear need. Uh, the Chiefs yeah. have the next two picks. I'll read both. Seattle's got him taking Kyle Loftus and Kyrie Elam. I've got him taking Kyler Gordon and Boye Mafe. And Hots got a combo of Kyrie Elam and Boye Mafe. <laughs> so we both have him taking edge in a corner. I think yeah. those are two clear needs for them. Any comments? Yeah. I'm good. That's I don't think so. That's yeah, I don't think, yeah, I think we need right. to address it. They're going to know those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, the Bengals. Uh, I'll read them quick and give Hot the floor. Uh, Seattle, Andrew Booth. I have them taking Devontae Wyatt, and Hot's got them taking Kyler Gordon. I yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I never would have expected after last year to be picking at 31, but here we are. And I think the Bengals did enough to address the O-line. Now, if Linderbaum is there, I would love for them to take Linderbaum, but I really just don't see them taking another alignment. I think mm-hmm. they're going to have to address the defense, especially the cornerback position. Uh, I'm not too big on Eli Apple being the number two <laughs> uh, corner. So, and I think they're just, I, I think they're going to fall in love with Kyler Gordon. And, um, that would that, that's what I think the pick is going to be. Uh, I could also see the Devontae Wyatt, like, uh, or a Logan Hall at defensive tackle, interior. yeah, yeah, interior defensive line. Uh, but yeah, I there could be a, there's a lot of different ways that the, I think they're really going to go best player available on the defensive side. All right. Last pick, uh, real quick, the Lions, Lewis Seen for Seattle. I have him taking Nicobe Dean and Hot's got Sam Howell, guessing uh, for that fifth-year option for yep. you, Hot. Yep, exactly. uh, I've got him taking Nicobe for that uh, kind of identity on defense in Seattle, Lewis Seen, in like yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, just a, a good character guy. Fills a need. Right on. Thank you for listening. This has been the Six Inside Mock Draft. Uh, you can uh, hate on all our picks you want, but tune in for our next one. We'll be talking NBA and MLB. Cheers.